0: You are listening to the Inspire Her podcast. My name is Farron and I'm so excited to bring in some inspiration, some amazing guests and give you the tools you need to live your best life. Let's learn from each other, let's support each other and let's inspire her. right, everyone. Welcome back to the inspire her podcast. I am so excited for today's episode and so excited for you to hear from somebody who I have been following for a while. Um, and I'm so, I'm so in love with social media, like the positive side of social media, bringing like-minded people together. Um, so I really challenge you to go out and find your positive people, surround yourself with positivity. Um, I swear when you do that, like positive people just happen to come in your life and, you're always be inspired. So I have been choosing to do that, only putting in my feed people that I believe are inspiring, people that I want to be like. I put people in my life who I think are incredible people. Um, So I'm so excited. I am excited to welcome Lindsay Kale today. She is Happy Hearts Therapy. She has such a bigger story, Um, but I have been so drawn to her and I have been following her. So Lindsay, welcome to the podcast. Oh,
1: thank you. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Okay. So this, um, so for people who don't know um, our background, we were just saying like, we don't even know how we found each other, but um, I had seen a story about her um, a long time ago. And I've been like following her and I was like, oh, you know, and I think I friended her and I was like, OK, you know, she's cool. And my husband and I were like looking into her story. And then randomly I was at a Darius Rucker concert yeah. and, um, I, you know, I left there. Actually, I, I think I saw you. Yes, because I turned. This is weird. Like total stalker, <laughs> like, <laughs> But I was, I like turned around at this concert and I like wanted to get at the top. So I really wanted a picture of the concert and um, the water behind. And I was like, oh, I want to get up there. And I saw her standing out there and I was like, I should just go up and ask this girl. She'll move out of the way. Like, let me get there. (laughs) And I was too chicken. She is to get up there, and I was like, ah. And then, so I went through that night. I went through the Darius Rucker pictures, and I was like, you know, looking to see who tagged, and I was like, oh, there's that girl. I was like, I should have just asked her, and I was like, yeah, she's standing right there. She has the picture I wanted, and um, and then I was like, messed her. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, and then I realized it's the girl that I've been following, and then we ended up being from the same place, like. How great it is. It's like God or whomever's up there is like, hey, you two need to come together. And now she's here on the Inspire Her podcast. So I would love for you to to tell me your story. (laughs) Yay! I'm so glad. Okay. So (laughs) tell us, tell us your story. Tell us a little bit about you. Um, give us the gist of it.
1: Sure, sure. So let's say, I mean, going way, way back in time, I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, living in the suburbs of Baltimore, went to a college there, got my degree in occupational therapy, worked there for a bunch of years. And then on a girl's trip to Charleston, randomly, one summer, um, came here and met this gentleman, BJ and we hit it off and then I went back on my merry way back to Baltimore and pretty much was like you know what that was great we're you know we're going to be good friends and everything else and then things kind of developed further from there but I also at the same time was like well I'm not leaving Baltimore this is where I'm born and raised my career's here family friends everybody's here I'm not leaving so it took about two years and then I finally was like you know what let's take the risk. I'm going to just do it. I'm going to just move to Charleston. And like, let's just see what happens from there. So I moved here in March of 2018. And then about a month later, we ended up getting engaged. And then we got married the following year in April of 2019. And right around that time, I, you know, I had been working here in Charleston for um, a private pediatric OT practice. And I was just kind of like, you know what, I think I need something else. I'm going to work towards trying to like open up my own business. You know, it had always been a dream of mine. Um, but I just hadn't had the courage to do it before. And he really was an inspirational factor for me when it came to that. So opened up happy hearts in, um, September of 2019. So we'd already been married for a few months and then, um, we, let's say we, you know, things were great. I'm running the business. Everything's moving along. We go and buy our first home together in September of 2020. And then three months later, you know, it's, I call this like almost D day because it's just this horrible day where I get this phone call from a doctor that basically says like, you need to get home immediately and you need to take your husband to the emergency room. And this doctor was a family friend of ours and I was completely confused what was going on. And basically, you know, in a nutshell, right after Thanksgiving of 2020, BJ started to feel um, this this like chest pain and and a little bit lower down in his abdomen. And he was kind of hunched over and kind of was like, okay, maybe I ate some bad Thanksgiving. And next thing, you know, um, he gets a CT scan done and they come back with the results that it's stage four colon cancer and it had spread to his liver. So it wasn't until it had, Gotten so far on his liver, about sixty percent on his liver, and then it was also the tumor was also wrapped around the inferior vena cava of his heart, and so anyway, it was just pretty. It was pretty well advanced at that point, Um, but we immediately just went into like, okay, well, what are we going to do? What are the next steps? And you know, he was a chiropractor by trade, so we really wanted to look at some alternative healthcare methods at that point. Um, You know, we met with oncologists here. We felt like we had a fabulous team but the treatment plan wasn't exactly what he wanted to do at that time and the decisions that we were making as a family so we decided to get an rv and go across country to mexico to a um, program there which was a phenomenal program Um, they did an amazing job. They had really great techniques that they were using some alternative medicine ideas, um, and complementary therapies like that. And really what ultimately ended up happening is we just kind of got stuck there. Um, the cancer was so far progressed by the time that he got diagnosed that there really wasn't much that we could do to reverse anything at that point in time. So, um, and procedure after procedure started to just happen. And we were kind of stuck in the hospital system there. And after probably four or so weeks there, um, the only way we were going to make it back to Charleston, when we were in the hospital there, you know, they pretty much came to us. They're like, we've done everything that we can here. And because your platelets are dropping so low and your red blood cell counts and your white blood cell counts and just the whole Everything was just so out of whack at this point that they said, you know, you're going to have to make a decision. You either need to get on an air evac now and go back to Charleston to be with your family or, you know, you're going to pass away here pretty much. So we just did whatever we could and we got an air evac set up and literally transferred at the border and got ourselves onto um, a a little tiny Learjet in San Diego and flew straight across country to Charleston, landed right in the Charleston airport, and then had the ambulance take us right into Roper. And that's kind of there where we tried more techniques, more things, just even trying to get him to a point where he could, at this point, tolerate chemo. And, um, we just couldn't even get his levels to a point where he could tolerate the chemo if we even tried to go that route. So then, you know, things kind of just went downhill and we went into hospice from there. Um, so that's, you know, kind of the story in a nutshell from the medical side of it, Mm -hmm. you know, when you get into the side of all of a sudden you're a wife
2: and, you're doing everything possible to keep your husband alive. And I sat there and I realized, you know, time and time again, that this was actually my calling. I think, I think that God put us together at the timing that he did, because he knew that BJ was sick or BJ was going to be sick. Then he was going to need somebody that was going to be able to be there for him. And, be strong for him and really walk him through this phase of life, this phase of transitioning over from this earth side to the heavenly side. And that was what my role was. And every day, no matter how miserable I was with watching him go through everything or just the dynamics of life in general, trying to run a business from across the country and literally having to turn everything over and trust over into other people to run that for you and hope that it survives and I just every day I still woke up with just so much hope and I just you know told myself you know what we're going to get through this day no matter what comes to us today we're going to get through this and I'm going to be here for him and somehow you know i've always been a positive person on social media so
1: i'd be that one that would you know post all the positive things and this and that and for some reason i just felt compelled to kind of share this journey and it was more of like trying to educate others about how quickly life can change and you think that everything is fine and then the next minute it may not be and how much really god's plan is god's plan for us it was never our plan we were never this was never what we imagined was going to happen and at any point in time we never know what that plan may be and you you come to a point where you just literally have to survive and you have to do what you can to get through every moment and knowing that what you have to hold on to is hope and inspiration and just the strength and courage to do so. So I did try um, to share our story on uh, social media via Facebook um, a lot and the support, not only from friends and family, but even people like you that I didn't even know um, was just amazing. And when you're stuck across country
2: with your husband who you're watching die every day in front of your eyes, That support was incredible and truly support like that from people that I didn't even know somehow gave me strength and courage to get through everything and do what my role was as a wife. And till death do us part, I took care of him to the best that I could. So it's, you know, it's been a journey. The grief process is different every day. Some days are spectacular and I'm glowing and I feel happy and alive and looking forward to the future. And other days are reminders that he's not here, but ultimately I feel like I've really turned to other people to help support me. I've you know, done the grief
1: counseling and I've just done everything that's really trying to focus on myself to keep myself inspired and happy and ways to grow and develop and move forward in the next chapter of life.
0: I love that you shared all that. You are just (laughs) as open on your Facebook, you know, as you are right now. Um, You know, and it, you know, watching your story, you know, for me from an outsider watching you, it, you definitely like you portrayed this of you being the strong wife. Like, you, you put like detail into your post and like talking. And I remember like when, you know, you, my, what, six hours, like you're in Mexico. And I think you took like a picture of like out, you know, like the window or something like, yeah, you know, like where you were. And that's what hit me because you were so grateful in that moment just to be there with him, you know? And it was like, it did, could be anywhere in the world, but you were there. And you know, the, and it's like in a movie, I mean, like you go to Mexico, that's like stuff you hear about on TV, you know, like, you're like, no, we're, whatever it takes, we're going. And I love that. I love that you shared all of that. And so you're yeah. awesome. <laughs> so, you know, you've obviously, I feel like, you know, you've been through the, the hardest thing that I, uh, a woman, a person can go through and then to come back and still, you know, like to you rock your business. I mean, you own a business, like you are a young you know, like business owner, a young woman, business owner. I mean, how does that, like, how did you transition? You know, like, how did that to be able to keep going? Like what it, you know, what did it take?
1: It, It definitely took a lot. I think, you know, starting, starting happy hearts, it was just me. And then as we grew, I wanted to hire another therapist. And then As we would continue to grow, I wanted to hire another therapist and just build a collaborative team. And that's what's been super important to me. And when everything went down, you know, I had a caseload. I was working with kids directly and families directly and doing administrative side. And I had to tell my families, I don't know when I'm going to be back and if I'm going to be back. And I, you know, you build relationships with these families and with the children and you love them. And you're passionate about what you do. And I had to just somehow mentally just make this shift in my mind to be like, okay, my focus has to fully change to a hundred percent being on my husband and my husband's care right now. And literally be at a place where I know that my business is running, but I can only give it 10% right now. And there was fear. And you live in that fear. Not only now are you dealing with this, this diagnosis of cancer and knowing what is coming down the pike with your husband and your life completely changing and the love and and everything else. But now you also have this business side. That's your baby, you know, happy hearts is my baby and I can't lose that either. So I, so fortunate, you know, I just hired a few new therapists. I have a great lead therapist. And it was one of those things where I literally had to just say, I need all you guys to help in the best way possible and take over as much as you can. And they did a phenomenal job. And of course I was available by phone call, by text or email or whatever, as much as possible, but I couldn't physically be present. And that was hard but it did also teach me as a business owner and female and everything else that it's okay to give up some of that control a little bit to people. And you have to trust in them because it's also going to build them. And if you build them, your company is going to continue to build and grow. And that was just a really, really big factor. And transitioning back after he passed you know, it was hard for me to get back into the office. I mean, I remember the first day walking back
2: and being like, wow, I'm back here and he's not in the office next to me anymore because we actually had offices next to each other. So that was was so hard. I didn't go back for weeks just because of facing that. And I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to face it. And now, you know, I can go back and I can sit there and I can reflect in a different way of, He's not here anymore, but it's okay. I'm still here. Happy Hearts is still here.
1: He's still with me spiritually and giving me the strength to continue on. And he's watching this business grow and he's watching these therapists do Amazing things and work with families and help families every single day. And that's what we're here for. So it's definitely been a tough transition. Um, I'm not really working with families personally at the moment, but that is my goal for 2022. I wanted to give myself this year to really mentally focus on myself and my health and my well being and get myself back into a really good mental place before I wanted to take on caring for someone else at that level. Again. I
0: I love that because I think that's such good advice for other people that are going through hard things. You know, like obviously get yourself right first, like get yourself together. I feel like you've done that
1: it's important and it took me i've always been one and i think especially when you're in a medical profession or you're in a job or, or even just a parent where your your role is nurturing and caring for somebody else and that was my role so i kind of was always putting myself second and this has been a time where i've really stepped back and tried to do things that you know put myself First. And whether that means that morning, I'm not going to go into the office or that week, I'm not going to go into the office, but I'm going to work at home because maybe it's quiet and I need extra quiet time, or I'm going to spend more time in the gym and work on my fitness and stuff like that, that I kind of pushed to the side before. And it's really shown that when I've been putting myself first in those senses and giving myself that time, it's given me the ability to heal um, yeah. and, and grieve at a different level. And, you know, I've had so many people say, we just, the grace that you've shown and the strength that you've shown, and we just don't know how you do it every day. And I mean, half the time I look at them and I'm like, I really don't know either. <laughs> to be honest. I'm like, you know what? I wake up and I'm like, I'm blessed to have another day here. So I can choose. Do I want to, choose, is today going to be a day that I maybe need a mental health day or a day that I'm going to be sad for a couple hours and cry in my shower? Or is today going to be a day where I'm like, nope, I'm hitting the ground running. I'm working on these things today. I'm helping this person. And it really, I have really, really learned the power of my own mind in shaping and determining how my day can go. Yeah. I love that. Um, I was, you know, that was
0: in my head that you do things with such grace, you know, like you, you share with such grace and you, you do look like you just, you have it all together, you know, for like, and, and it is inspiring because I think it's encouraging for other people too, to see that like, there is life, you know, like keep going. And you said, I'm blessed to have another day. And so to live, so I'm going to keep doing just that. And I think it's incredible. So. Well, how is, I mean, you know, I was reading about your business, you know, um, this is something that you said you'd want to do what, like since 10 or something.
1: Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. When I was a child, I always, I was like that kid that went to daycare. Um, you know, I was in daycare Monday through Friday and instead of playing with my own peers, I was in the other classrooms helping like the toddlers. So I was always the teacher assistant. You know, I wasn't playing with my own friends, I was, no. always, you know, helping the teachers and doing this and that. So I've had a passion for working with children my entire life. You know, I babysat, did, did all the things, wanted to be a teacher. Then I wanted to be a physical therapist. And I wanted to be a psychologist. And then in 10th grade, um, in high school, I came across a course catalog for Towson University and read the blurb about what occupational therapy was. And it was like this one paragraph blurb in the course catalog. And I was like, that's it. That is 100% my calling on this planet in this dimension. This is, this is what I'm here to be. I'm here to be an OT. And from then on, I just paved my life in that path. And You know, took the classes that were necessary when necessary, and applied to the program and got in and worked my butt off for five years to get a bachelor's and master's, and and then just went right out into the field. And you know, it still is for sure my calling and my passion, a hundred percent. And I think it's one of those things that when you know, you know, and it was that with occupational therapy.
0: Oh, I mean, and just for you to say, okay, in 10th grade, I knew I wanted to do this. And to now like owning your own business, that's like really incredible because some people might just say, I want to do this and then follow in someone else's footsteps. But you're like, I'm going to do my own thing. Like that's move to a new, like what you have done. You need to like, sometimes take a step back and be like, holy crap, I'm amazing. Like I moved (laughs) to a new place you know, I don't know people. I move here. I, you know, I own my own business,
1: you know, and like that's, uh, that's incredible. You're awesome. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's, you know, it's certainly not just my own doing for sure. Um, You know, obviously you have to have some intrinsic motivation there and, you know, to want to succeed and do those things. But I mean, just the support of everybody else that has always been like, oh yeah, you can do that. No doubt. And you got this and oh, it's going to be great. And you're going to be so successful and you're going to be happy. And it's that positivity when people can give that to you, you can kind of give it back and you can feel it enough to really make things happen. And that's, that's been super powerful too, across kind of most scenarios in life is that just when people can be positive around you and breed that energy, it really helps for things to, to really work out and get accomplished.
0: Yes. You know, I, I feel like, you know, these past couple of years and when I really started to see success in my life was when I decided I would only surround myself with people who brought me joy. Yes. And then I'd be like, ah, uh, no, you know, like, and not that I love everybody, but I'm like, I'm going to invest my time into people who bring me joy, like
1: make me happy are positive, And everyone else just has to go. Cause yeah, I'm going this way. Um, Absolutely. and that's really good boundary settings too. And I think as we all get a little bit older and we navigate through, womanhood and everything else and, you know, motherhood for you and being your own business owner and everything else is that, you know, you set boundaries on that and you decide that you're not going to put that energy that you have into people or situations that maybe you're not getting the same back or aren't bringing joy to you either. So that's, I mean, that's definitely a strong statement. So, okay. So what advice would you have
0: for someone, um, you know, somebody who wants to, you know, either run their own business or, you know, maybe they went through something hard, you know, like if they have this, what am I going to do now moment? Like, what was your, like, let's go mindset shift?
1: Uh, I think it's when I came to a point, um, specifically from a business standpoint where I was, I was just like, you know what, this, this isn't everything. I'm not, I'm not fully fulfilled yet. I'm missing something. You know, I'm working with the families every day. I'm loving that, I'm helping other therapists, but you know what? There's something about, the, that, about this that is still not fully my own. Like there's something that I need to bring ownership to. And it literally was sitting on the rocking chair on my front porch. And I was just like, I'm missing something. You know what? I need to just take the risk. And truly, BJ was a huge supporter in that. You know, he was an entrepreneur on his own and strong business owner. And he really was just like, there's no reason why you can't do this. You know, you're going to succeed at this. And I definitely had self-doubt because that's a whole different side than what you're used to. You know, I'm a treating therapist, mm-hmm. not a business therapist. And they're very, two very different things. Um, one leads more with heart and emotion and the other leads more with your brain. So he sat there and he was, you know, just so supportive. And it was kind of like that last little push I needed almost just like an affirmation for someone to be like, no, you like, you got this. You could totally do this. Yeah. It's going to be hard, but you'll be fine. You're going to be successful. It's going to boom. And you're going to be happy. And it was almost like I just needed someone else to say that. And once I heard that, that was the point and a mind shift happened. Mm -hmm. And when that mind shift happens, that's when it's powerful because then I really think that that's when someone has the ability to make something happen, because if you want it bad enough and you got yourself to that place where that mind shift was able to happen, then really, you know, you could be unstoppable. You're going to have so many hurdles along the way, but ultimately if you have your end game and your goal in mind, you're going to always be working towards it.
0: I love that. And, um, everybody needs a BJ.
1: Yes, for sure. Whatever that may be, whether it's spouse, not spouse, best friend, neighbor, your dog, maybe how your dog looks at you, yeah, gives you, the yeah. feeling, you know, but you just, you just have to know that, you know, trust in somebody else that they believe in you and they yeah. trust in you and they see that you have the capabilities to make this work. I love that.
0: I love that so much. So what's next for you? What's your next big thing?
1: Oh, great. Where does this go?
0: (laughs) I feel like you're not like us,
1: like this isn't it. You're like, okay, we're, you know. It's funny you say that because I'm definitely in an interesting place right now. And probably for the first time in my life, that what's next question is not fully answered. And I'm really, really working on trying to live in this present moment of right now, right here. So while that doesn't mean that I don't have goals down the road, um, I'm giving like ninety percent of my focus into the present time, uh, just to help me through the the whole grieving process and healing myself as a, as a person. Um, so, business wise, for sure, I want Happy Hearts to grow. Um, I still focus on our model being comprehensive and collaborative and really looking at quality of services versus quantity of services so while i do feel that we are growing at a great rate i also don't want that to be so far ahead that we lose sight of what our true mission is um, as a company and as therapists so we're doing very well staying on track with that Um, Personally, myself within the company, I for sure want to continue to be able to mentor the therapists, um, And I would really like to, in 2022, really like to get back into working with some families directly. Um, I think I'll mentally be there and I'll kind of ease into that and just, just make sure that that I feel like I can fully give myself to the families. Because as a therapist, that's you need to be able to do that for sure. Um, I love that. So yeah, and I plan on staying in Charleston. So I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, good. No, this
0: is the most beautiful place in the world. Like nobody's there.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, okay. So where can people find you to keep following your story? Sure.
1: So I'm pretty certain my Facebook page is still public. um, And it's Lindsay Kale. That's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y. And the last name's Kale, K-A-L-E. Um, Instagram is public and that is Lynn's period kale period OT, um, for Lynn's kale OT. And then of course, happy hearts. We have our own Facebook and Instagram page, and that is at happy hearts therapy. Yay. So a couple, a couple platforms. A couple out of there. Pla-
0: well, I will, I always do, um, a blog and so I'll put all of this and link everything so everybody can find you. So I Hope that everybody goes and follows her and follows her story. It's I feel like there's gonna be like a lot more. Like you don't like you see, you're not like you're like, let's go, you know, like you're yeah. a go-getter.
1: Yeah, um, I'm not done. We're we got we got still some time to keep getting things done. So we're yeah. I love it. Yeah, you got a lot of life in you. So I am I am
0: so thankful for you for sharing your story and I know that it's going to inspire so many people, you know, I know a lot of people go through hard things and, you know, and I think sometimes people wonder, you know, what now and hearing you have that and then to keep going, um, is seriously incredible. And so you're an inspiring woman.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate that. And then I should say that one of the hardest things I think through this journey has been that, you know, I'm now a widow at 36 so, that's rare and that's hard to find people that have either experienced that or can relate to you. So, I, of course, would welcome anybody that has been through something like that and maybe they're looking for someone to talk to about it or anything. You know, I would love to for sure continue to build a community um, of women and men or whoever that have just gone through the grief process of losing their spouse. So, I, w- I certainly welcome any conversation with anyone
0: I love that so make sure that you follow her on all her platforms again if you know anybody or um or if you yourself are someone who's listening who's been through this like absolutely message her she's seriously so sweet so uh, (laughs) Lindsay thank you so much for being on you are the best Thank you so much for listening to the Inspire Her podcast. Make sure you share it with your friends. Tag me on Instagram, Instastories, or Facebook, and let's inspire her together.